Radio. Bonjour tout le monde, uh, je m'appelle Daniel. <laughs> Screw that man, French. I failed, I failed so many times. <laughs> the language betrayed me man. No français is hard. Mufarang, ah, difficult language. But welcome to the show, it's Rx Radio. Hear me out with Daniel Omara, where the wrong guy has the right ideas sometimes. And I've been having one of my random 3am thoughts, right? Uh, 3am is when my brain wakes up with stupidity just going through it and here's what I've been plotting I want to start a Ugandan heavy metal rock band right like a proper proper one guys dressed in black with crazy bling bling chokers with spikes nose pins nose rings you know like hanging earlobes big bling bling crazy hair spiky stuff you know tattoos right like i want to have a ugandan heavy metal band that breaks guitars on stage you know the heavy metal is the one where it's just instruments and they make noise and stuff i want to make that band in uganda but they sing in luganda <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the catch i want to build uganda's first luganda singing luganda speaking heavy metal band because i think it would be awesome it doesn't work for Luo, okay? It doesn't work for Northern languages. It doesn't work for Luo languages. Luganda is the best language to scream in for heavy metal. Just imagine a guy on that microphone going, Then they break the guitar. I am so going to do it, man. So if you know anyone in that department who has a larynx like Chester Bennington, who <laughs> has that kind of voice that linking park kind of vocal man hey help me hook me up man i want to recruit those guys a violent drummer a violent guitarist and people who are willing to get tattooed meanwhile all the black stuff they'll be wearing is probably going to be back cloth think of how epic it is just think of a heavy metal rock band wearing black back cloth right with traditional dancers on the stage <laughs> like gomez's in shiny black with bats flying around. Like, that would be epic. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've been thinking, like, if, if, if Batman was a Muganda woman, <laughs> it would probably be a Gomesy with a cow. <laughs> yeah, with a figure, by the way. Man, I love Muganda women. You, you guys just know how to accentuate your bodies. Maximum respect. I don't mean to sound tribalist, but that's my favorite tribe in the world. Muganda just make me happy. That's why I just want to do things for them sometimes. Yeah, interesting times. But yeah, once again, welcome back to the show. But I just had to get that out of my system. Okay, there's a whole bunch of things I want to do. I also want to start like a Catholic choir. Like a very well-trained choir. Like the, the Libera, Angels with Voices. I don't know if you've listened to Libera. Amazing. These kids have beautiful voices. Like the, I think Libera is from like 12, 13 years ago. They were really young back then, but at some point they were like the official choir for the royal family. They did this song called Sanctus, which I played for my girlfriend of three years. And she was like, we need to get married on this song. I'm like, yes. Then we broke up four months later. The irony of that situation, though, I'm never going to get over that stuff. It's been eight years. I'm still here talking about it. What is wrong with me? But let's stick to the point. The choir. I want to have a talented choir, you know, like a proper, proper talented choir, right? They sing, they have vocals, alto, soprano, all that madness. But in Luganda, and they only do remixes of nasty songs. Like, that is the plan. Like, I want them there. One, two, three, go. Bigu, bigu, bigula, 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 bigu, bigula, bigula. I, I'm going to make that choir. Mfu, 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 fu, teacher. Like, I have plans, you guys. I have serious plans for the Baganda. Like, <laughs> I have so much plotted for them. I just want these guys, like, just imagine a choir with all their talent. Hmm? They go, they stand before a crowd, people clap as usual. Yeah. Then silence. Conductor shushes the crowd with a middle finger, right? Because you have to be dramatic. And then turns around, flips that flap on the back of his suit, and starts conducting the choir. 
I live my life like a superstar. Bless that those who believe, but they need to see. Eno Mike, Eno Mike, Eno Mikey, Eno Mikey Azigirite Saga. That would be the most epic choir performance. And I want the person in soprano to be the one to do the high pitch thing. I want that guy. It, it, it has to be as dramatic as... I am so for this plan. You people have no idea. Like, I have plans for this country. Big plans. There's things I want to do. I'm just limited by resources and self-belief. Like, I've pitched this thing to a couple of people. Not, not lack of self-belief in myself. It's people who don't believe that these things are possible. Let me give you the craziest idea that's gone through my mind so far. This is actually a very viable one because I think all of you are going to agree with me on this one. I want to get a midget, right? I don't know if I'm still allowed to use that word. Little people, like, like one of the batwa. <laughs> I'm sorry, batwa. I love you guys, but yo, we have to agree. Yeah? <laughs> you, you, you guys do somersaults under chairs. I'm not even like short though. Like, I, don't, I can't tell. If you're if, if you're from the batwa tribe, don't hate me. I love I love you guys. You're easy to transport. <laughs> Just can't take you as luggage in a suitcase. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The point I'm trying to make is I'm trying to get a little person, right? Like Peter Dinklage. You know this Peter Dinklage, the guy from Game of Thrones, the imp. I, I want to get a sh- like a, a midget, a proper, proper... I don't want to say dwarf because that sounds so Lord of the Rings. I'm, I'm, I'm making it sound a bit too epic. Yet, you're just short. It's not that epic. I mean, it, it's tough. But I want to find a midget and train them to do stand-up comedy. And here's why. I am tired, as a person who has done comedy for 13 years, I am tired of seeing midgets on stage being used as props. It sickens me, right? It actually hurts me that when when little people perform at comedy events, they're used as clowns and props. Yeah, it's physical humor. And I have no problem with physical humor, but it's always offensive physical humor. It's like, it's demeaning, it's derogatory. And I'm like, yes, you're a little person, but that doesn't have to be all you can do. They're either on someone's back as a baby, or on someone's head as a hat. Like, they always, you always find them in the weirdest positions. Uh, okay, not like that. But you always find them being demeaned in one way or another. So it concerns me as a comedian that, you know, hey, the little people are being underutilized, no pun intended. Genuinely bothers me. Actually, it sickens me a little that they are always being laughed at, not laughed with. And none of them has ever stopped to actually think, you know what, maybe I can be more than a prop. I've never heard of immediate breakaway from a comedy crew and go solo and succeed as a successful stand-up comedian. And I want to do that for them. I want to offer the training they need to actually go stand in front of an audience and have the audience laugh at what they say, not how they look. Because I won't lie to you. Little people are funny. Just like, for me, when I see midgets and cats, I'm happy. You get. So of course you're going to get a standing ovation before you even perform. Now I want your performance to live up to the standing ovation you got at the beginning. Yes. I want you to get the standing ovation before and after. Like in my sex life. You need to have like a good performance in between, right? And I really genuinely... This is from the bottom of my heart. I'm not trying to troll like midgets and stuff. No, I'm actually being very serious. If you're a little person, spread this message around. Not not just the little people. Spread this message around to the people in general so that it can reach the little people. <laughs> Pass it down. I want to, to train like a midget in stand-up comedy. Professionally, let them build a career in this field where people listen to their words and don't just look at them and laugh. And I'm dead serious. So if you know anyone who's interested, the language is irrelevant. Whether it's in Luganda or in English, I would love to help. And with that, let me play you some more music, man. This song may be very short, but uh, it's dedicated to all the little people in the world. (laughs) Hear me out with Daniel O'Mara. You're listening to RX Radio. Yeah. RX Radio. Hear me out, hear me out. Hear me out, hear me out. 
What up? Welcome back to the show. It's here, me out with Daniel Omara on RX Radio, where the wrong guy has the right ideas. Yeah, my DM is full of people suggesting midgets. Look, I, I mean funny ones, right? <laughs> funny ones. Like, they have to be talented, not just short. Like, the height or lack thereof is only one of the requirements that you need to qualify for what I'm offering. And no, it's not that tall people can't audition also. It's just right now, my preference is midgets. I've mentored tall people for 13 years. Can we switch sides now just a little bit? You get, I've mentored, I've mentored every gender. Okay, just the two that I know of. If you guys have any other suggestions, those are yours. But yeah, man, just send me a midget, a good one, a funny one. And not just one you think is funny because they're, they're midget. I, I mean, someone who's genuinely interesting to listen to in a conversation. And I'm serious, by the way. I know I sound like I'm joking, but I'm not trolling. I'm like Fireboy right now, DML. I'm not joking. I'm, I'm dead serious. Meanwhile, what does the DML in Fireboy stand for? Damulira. That thing has always been bothering me. Like, it has been on my mind for the... I swear, my brain. I need to get checked. <laughs> I may need some kind of mental analysis. Because the dumbest things go through my head. Meanwhile, Bambi, one of the people I care for the most, right? One of the people I really like, whose company I enjoy, though I've never met him. Oh, I've met him once. We exchanged numbers and then he ghosted me. Uh, very interesting. Very quiet guy. Very quiet guy. He's a chill dude. He has served the country for over two decades. He has been a speaker of parliament. He has been a vice president. He retired. He went on holiday with his wife. And I was genuinely happy for the guy. I hear he has been admitted to hospital somewhere in Dubai. That statement rhymed also. But it's Edward Sekandi. Yeah. I don't know if we can still call him honorable. He's retired. Let me say Mr. Edward Sekandi out of respect. I've always liked this guy. I mean, it looks like he took a shotgun to the face, but nice person, great personality. It makes up for everything else. You get it. It's like driving. What was that thing called? A VW tortoise. The Beetle. Yes. It's like driving a Beetle. It's not the most aesthetically pleasing car, but the performance makes up for it. Right. So I've always liked Sekandi. I've always liked him as a person, as a politician. That's none of my business, but how quiet he has been. Like, this dude is so cool. <laughs> I have never... This guy, when they said peace on earth, he was like, I understand the assignment. And just decided to never open... This, this guy is... I don't know if you watch G.I. Joe. There's a character called Snake Eyes. Who was never supposed to talk until the recent G.I. Joe movie. This guy took an oath of silence. We, we have never had Snake Eyes speak until they ruined it in the most recent movie. Screw them, by the way. Hasbro, I don't like you, bro. Sekandi has been the most quiet person. Through all the political turmoil, through all the chaos in this country, we all know his political allegiance, but he never speaks on it. Like, how do you piss off people without saying a word? You get. Most politicians sound dumb because they open their mouths. Sekandi just never said anything. Have you ever read a blank document? When you open Microsoft Word, you haven't typed anything yet just a blank page that's second speech record never said anything never never pissed off anyone if you're angry at him it's probably for what he wore because that guy took a bashing for showing up in front of barack obama <laughs> and michelle wearing crocs this guy put on yobos in the white house that, no that's gangster without yobos with an oversized suit yo that is the one part we need to talk about his fashion sense may have been lacking Right there, we can agree. But as a person, what beef are you going to have with Sekandi? Sincerely. Like, where are you going to start hating this guy from? You get. Unless you're just biased against looks. But there's really no other reason for you to be beefing with this guy. So, we've been enjoying him being on vacation. He, he, he posted photos. Like, that's how quiet he is. Even his social media is silent. Like, he posts once in a while. I don't know where he gets his following. I think people follow him in the hope that he'll say something. But he's like, nah. <laughs> You know, this this is the art of using, the mastery of using suspense as a tactic. He knows it so well. Silent horror. He's, he's just those ends. So he, he posted online. He's on vacation. But actually, he's enjoying retirement with his wife. And me, as a fan of Edward Second, I was, I was having the blast. I'm like, hey, let listen, if you've worked for this government for 20 years, 
you probably have a lot of stress you need to get off your chest because these guys are random in fact random is is polite rampant there's always someone saying something dumb that you need to clear up there's always someone saying something crazy like when chibule said oh women who wear miniskirts deserve to get raped or you know when otafire pulled out that mavia kuku line like there's always something going on wild in the government secondy secondy was like shush silence monsieur yeah don't say a word so i'm happy for the guy that he has been enjoying his retirement and vacation abroad just having the time of his life now hearing that he's sick really hurts me man because he was on his way back from vacation right he was expected in uganda and then you know he he wasn't doing okay so they just kind of diverted him to a hospital in the uae united arab emirates if if you haven't been there then you probably don't know what it means to be a housemate but he went and he's, he's hospitalized he's unwell he's not doing okay and i'm worried man i'm worried no genuinely you don't have to be a fan of the guy me it, it just bothers me when you know old people die it bothers me when people in general die because i'm always thinking you know their parent their father their husband wife and what did i say wife though it bothers me when if second is sick right i'm bothered because we are going to lose the silence I think Sekandi in my opinion is like noise cancellation technology which is an experiment I've been trying to do for the longest time. One of my 3am thoughts is I've always wanted to invent a speaker that neutralizes noise, right? Imagine no pun intended on the whole speaker thing. A speaker that neutralizes noise. Basically, you put your speaker on and turn the silence up to maximum volume. That has been the technology going through my mind. So like your neighbor is having a party and you're not about that life, just put your speakers outside, face them inward and play your silence at maximum volume. Your neighbor is having loud sex. Put your speakers on, face them inward or if you're having loud sex, put your speakers on and face them outward. Nothing reaches the people. Nobody has to know you're getting your freak on. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I feel Sekandi has been to this government. He has been noise cancellation technology. Because for all the noise and rubbish people are saying, there's this one guy who's just silently going through his life as a politician and not making noise. We need more people like that. We need more people like that. We need an antidote to people like Tamale Mirundi. You get. We need an antidote to all this craziness going on nabanja and her madness like we we need someone who knows when to shut up or just knows how to shut up like there's <laughs> no it's a, it, it's an art by the way you guys are not even be judgmental but there's the art of knowing how to just shush and this dude had mastered it so for all the things that he may have done wrong right because there's always people online celebrating oh second is in the hospital yay i hope he he pays for his sins in the government guys first of all quit with the attitude and me it's not even from a political party perspective because i don't subscribe i don't have a soccer team i like so there's no way i'm going to support a party i can never leave anyone else in charge of my happiness But in this case, I don't think we should be celebrating this man's illness or sickness or whatever he's dealing with because it hasn't been confirmed yet. It hasn't been, you know, we don't know what he's suffering from. Maybe he's been quiet for so long, bacteria built up internally and it's now working against him. I don't know. But whatever it is, I wish him a quick recovery. Cuz sincerely, and I I really hope he has like, you know, relatives, sons and stuff who are going to join politics and just continue the art of the oath of silence. the STFU protocol we need more <laughs> we need more of it so for me right i want to pay my respects to a man who has known how to survive in the government by being quiet <laughs> and art more people need to learn i swear it will get you through relationships it will get you through church it will get you through a lot of things as long as you get paid on time that's all that matters because i don't think if you're getting paid on time you have reason to complain most of the time yeah but i wish him a full and quick recovery so he can come back become a professor and teach us how to know when to be quiet because a lot of you people online need this art y'all talk too much man myself inclusive you see me out with daniel omara hear me out hear me out hear me out hear me out i am 
of a famous Luganda metal rock band. Wow! You see, I'm here with Daniel Omara. Welcome back to the show <laughs> where the wrong guy has the right ideas. I think I'm having too much fun today. Is this legal? Are we together? Are you guys enjoying this? Do you love this? Are you high right now? Do you ever get nervous? Is you single? I heard you smash your girl. Is it true? You're getting money? You think this dude's your with or with you? And I'm like, hell yeah! Yes! That's the vibe. If you want to catch more of this or if you're missing it, Bambi, get the RX Radio app from App Store or Play Store, depending on whether you're one of those iPhone racists or an Android person. You know, it's life, man. Get the RX app. Listen into the podcast for all the things you've missed. You can listen into Crystal, who is just the most beautiful human being I've ever met. Ivy, um, Olive with Branch Talk, that actually comes after my show also that's what she said and yeah lots of other stuff the fat boy show in the mornings don't miss out on material and content be as if be as if rx yeah get the app also i have good news on a lighter note um women are hitting on men more nowadays yeah actually i should have started with i have good news and i have bad news but let's focus on the good news the good news is women are hitting on men more nowadays and I am all for it. Ladies, well done. You've stepped up. Yeah. Feminism has screwed you. I'm sure at some point you're going to miss the days when people would chase you. But uh, yeah, man. Hey, this is this is an improvement. I'm glad. I always like it when women say a guy has no game. And then it's their turn to hit on someone. And uh, guess what? They have no game. And I'm just saying this. Ladies, <laughs> you, you all really have no game. Most of you have no game. For most of you, your idea is setting a guy up to chase you. Your idea of having game. Now, I understand the differences between the genders, right? Naturally. We're not going to handle things the same way. So, if you're good at setting yourself up to be pursued by men, hey, more power to you, man. Do your thing. But if you're one of those people who's always complaining about men having weak game, and uh, you have to do the chasing, and you ain't got no game, then first be quiet and learn a bit, eh? Because uh, women hitting on men is a good thing, but most of you are just... My goodness, you people are horrible at it. <laughs> Ladies, this is not me being savage. This is not me being mean. This is just me telling you the truth as a guy. Getting hit on as a man by women, we are way more tolerant. We put up with so much when women are hitting on us. Because in our heads, we are thinking, I wish you knew how badly you're doing right now. But let me hope you're going to get your act together. So here is why I'm bringing this up. Because in the last couple of months, right, I've been accumulating data. Yeah, let me sound intelligent like I'm the Terminator. I've been accumulating data from a bunch of men. And guys asked me to talk about this. Don't ask me who. They are there. Me and my friends have been having the same experience. Women approach you, right? Which is cool. She comes up to you, strikes up a conversation. And most girls will go straight to, hey, I think you're cute, or I like you, or you seem fun. One of those, right? Or what's up? Are you doing? Don't pull the joey on me. But whatever it is, regardless, the shared experience from all men is, she's going to start out with a greeting of some sort, or expressing an interest of some kind. She's going to spark off a conversation, right? Like, how is your mother? Which is just weak, KB, but okay, first of all, I'm not going to tell you about my mom. You don't know her like that. But less than five minutes into the conversation, she is going to start trash-talking the men from her past. That is the biggest turn-off. I've brought this topic up specifically for that purpose. Ladies, <laughs> it is not a pickup line to play the victim with a dude. It's not. It's a turn-off. We don't like the victim mentality. I don't know why so many women are so comfortable coming at a dude like, Hey, what's up? How you doing? What's your name? I'm Omara, you knew. 
Duh, you have a TV. And then, yeah, I like the way you move, the way you dance. So I'm like, oh, okay, you like to dance? She's like, no, I just want to talk. I'm like, then why did you bring it up? Anyway, let's keep jazzing. So we keep going, we're talking. Yeah, so what's your relationship status? Now that is where things begin to go down, usually. Conversations with a lot of females I've met, right, are okay. And with a lot of guys I've spoken to, it's the same thing. The conversation is okay until she asks something about your love life. And you say, I'm single. Right? This is what's probably going to come next. Ah, me, I know you, man. You're liars. See, that is the part where most men walk away in their heads. They're going to stick around to see if they can still smash, but they've left the conversation. They have left the chat. And this is what a lot of women don't get. Putting men on the defensive is not a pickup line. Or if you think it is, then it's a very bad one. Because it doesn't help anyone. Like, imagine I walked up to a chick and I started a conversation. I'm like, hey, what's up? How you doing, girl? You all right? You're looking good today, man. Like, like, do you have anyone in your life? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm single. And I'm like, nah, you. <laughs> yeah, you're lying. <laughs> you're probably one of those chicks who's taking money from like five guys. Do you really think she would be aroused by that train of thought? So what makes you think it's okay on the dude's side? Like, I don't need a, a, like a review of my mess-ups. It's not that I'm lying, or even if I am, you really think this is the time to point it out? No, seriously. Like, you came in and you initiated the conversation, which is cool, right? You're in my domain. You're the pursuer. You need to understand your position in the conversation. If you're doing the pursuing, you have to bait your target. You have to massage the ego a little bit, right? You need to go in, into the crevice of things. Iron stuff out. Talk to them nicely. But I, I, it shocks me how many women are comfortable putting men on the defensive and thinking me putting him on the defensive is how you create a conversation. Telling him that, you know, oh, so many guys have hurt me in the past, so you have to prove that you're different from them. That is not my job, Nyawo. It's not my job. Even if it is, I'm not being paid for it. Or even if I'm being paid for it, I'm not being paid enough to deal with it. It's just the honesty of the situation. Ladies, you all need to learn how to sustain a conversation without going into victim mode. Because I've spoken to lots of guys and we're just sick of that stuff. It's, it gets depressing. Like you're happy a woman has walked up to you and initiated Kabozi. Well done, Nyabo, you're doing okay. Just you making that move, we are with you. We are like, yes, please. Finally, this is a good thing. Feminism is helping. And I'm all for that. The problem is you all don't know where to go after you started the conversation. And I'm going to give you a very important tip. If you're going to talk to a man you have an interest in, number one, don't try to put them on the defensive. Because you all have been raised with this mentality that men are inherently evil and therefore they have to prove themselves good and you're inherently good and we have to find the evils in you, which is not the case. At this point, we don't care. If I have to prove to you that I'm not evil, then in my head, I'm just thinking, you made very bad choices in men in the past. I'm not that guy. So go away. You, you, you're just bad at selection. Secondly, if you're talking to a man, don't talk to a man like you're talking to a woman. You can open up to your girls about your feelings and emotions and your past. I'm not ready to hear this madness on day one. I've just met you. I'm in the club. I'm trying to dance. I'm trying to have a good time. I don't want to be sunk into depression about your past relationships. What the hell, man? Like, yo, first be slowly. Just me being real with you women. Because I keep running into chicks in places. And Kabozi starts and your night is ruined a few seconds later. And you're like, yo, when did we get to the part where he hung you upside down and whipped you? I wasn't there. Like, me, I've just fallen in things, man. I, I don't know what the hell is going on. And then the worst part is the crier. When they start crying and you're like, now what did I do? And then they expect an apology for tears that came out of nowhere that you don't even know anything about. Like, ladies, if you're going to vibe men, please learn to keep your stuff intact. Just keep yourself together. Hold a conversation. I can guarantee you, you stand a better chance of getting a guy if you're just a good conversationalist. Play along with what comes. Talk to the person. Just jazz a man. Because I can assure you of one thing, we never get, we rarely get beautiful women 
who can sustain a conversation. So if you're one of those and you walk up to a guy, just keep the kabozi going, keep it interesting, keep it entertaining. Don't start sinking into your victimhood complex. It is a turn off. And with that, let's turn on some music. Hear me out with Daniel Omara. Hear me out, hear me out. Hear me out. Radio. Yo, Wagwa and the DM is full of Kavuyo. I'm Batman. Welcome back to the show. It's here me out with Daniel Omara. <laughs> Where the wrong guy has the right ideas. And trust me, every time I'm saying things on this show, I mean well for you people. So those of you who are hating in the DM, I I, I don't understand. Where is this coming from? This is a piece of advice. Someone's here telling me how men don't have game either. Yeah, the average guy doesn't have game. Because game is hard to come by. It's a learning process. It's an experience of going through rejection. Yeah, or you get so mentally scarred, you just back out entirely. But game is about understanding the game and your opponent. Let's say your opponent. Because we can't say teammate. You're playing to win. You don't play to win against your teammates. <laughs> you play to whoop your opponent and smash so game is something you need to learn over time and guys are good at pick up game those who are are good at it because they've dealt with rejection which is like a kryptonite for women you all are so scared i've had women say oh i made a move on a guy once and he didn't reply my message in two hours i'm never trying again try harder nyabo try harder two hours is not enough time for you to gauge like you're backing out too soon but it's something you need to go through to learn and that's all i'm saying ladies you need to go through stuff to learn and i'm saving you the process of the pain by telling you you stand a better chance if you're a good conversationalist if you can sustain kabozi if you can just talk to a dude and be an interesting and entertaining conversationalist you stand a better chance than most hot women. Because here's the thing. We rarely get that from the hot women. This is why a lot of guys shy away from the hot chicks, right? Let me break it down for you. Because women never believe this. Women think we are shying away from hot women because we think they are above our level. Or they are out of our league. Yeah, sometimes there's that. But most of the time, it's because the hot women have never had to work hard to get anything they've never had to struggle they've, they've never had to sustain a conversation it's always someone else's burden you get you ask them out you're the one who has to bang the kawazi you have to find the convo and at the end of the night she was like he was boring yet she never contributed a damn thing to the convo you get so we step away from that we stay away from that like it's an added bonus that women don't know is a thing your looks is what's going to attract us to you. Your conversation, your intellect, your personality, all the beautiful things about you, that's what's going to keep us around. So we we were like, yeah, let's come through. Let's jazz. Improve on your ability to sustain a conversation. Work on your intellect. Read newspapers, man. Watch the news. Check out some stuff. Broaden your horizons, not just your bum. Like, we, we, we need more. And I don't mean physically, I mean intellectually. I mean, look at all the married celebrities. They're not married to the hottest chick. T.I. is with Tiny, the most appropriately named female celebrity ever. She, she, she looks like the dot in dot com. And it's not even a joke. She, m- most of these celebrities' wives are not like hot, hot. But there's a reason why men are there get because there's there's more to you than just your looks and this is just me helping because yo you have to compensate i always tell people the average not the average comedian the best comedians in the world are never more than five out of ten on a look scale they never go beyond five out of ten just think about it kevin hart yeah kind of good looking but you know, the midget I'm looking for to train in comedy. Uh, ooh, Chris Rock, Eddie Izzard, Michael McIntyre. 
Ricky Gervais. You get Monique. You get both male and female comedians. They are never that hot. Why? Because it's compensation. It's a mechanism. You make up for what you lack. You're funny because you know you don't look that good. So you're like, hey, I'm not the hottest. That dude has a cute face and a BMW, but I have a sense of humor. There has to be an area where you can make up for the things you lack. Use conversation. It helps. And also the makeup doesn't really help. <laughs> when you say we are making up for things you lack, we don't mean wear makeup. No, it's a lie. I'm going to tell you why. There's a Twitter handle called Hair Bundles and Wigs. Lol, first of all. But yeah, it's a Twitter thing. She says, if you want to date a Range Rover man, dress the part. I don't disagree, but why is it that the day you wear leggings, big t-shirts and pack your hair are the days you'll be hearing high? As a single lady, the days I looked basic were the days I got the most attention. Yeah, because you looked natural. You may have looked basic, but you looked natural. Like, if you still look good, natural, Hey, this is this this is the language of the gods, man. It's a it's a good thing. The reason guys are more likely to hit on you when you look basic is because you look natural. This is you in your pure form. This is the person I'm going to wake up to the next morning. That's what I need to know. Because with makeup, we don't know what we are going to deal with the next day. You get you're, you're going to go to bed with Halle Berry and wake up next to Lucy Kibaki. And we ain't got time for that. It's wild. So when you look natural, for, for us, it's a thing. Because I, like, like I said, the, the guys are not out here looking for perfection. We're looking for something good. They don't have to be perfect. The obsession with perfection, I think, is more on the women's side. Or for the very, very wealthy men. Because even all these supermodels you look at, there's, there's a bit of makeup. There's, there's, there's a dress, there's, there's hair, there's all these things being done to keep up that appearance. For us... We just want a woman who looks the same way she does in her photos and in real life. Period. That's it. Because she went ahead to say there are men that are drawn to flashy women, no doubt. But same men still appreciate natural things. Yeah. But men leave simple babes and go for born straight. Men have fantasies. They choose per time. So just do you. Imagine a chick with a low cut snatching a babe that has Vietnamese curls. <laughs> okay, I, I don't get the hair references. What the hell is a Vietnamese curl? Does it come with bullets? What, what is this? We're going back to Nam. And she said, a babe met her husband when she stepped out to buy bread on the street. She had her hair net on. Bobo asked for her number. If I'm a babe, I feel he just want easy knocks because my appearance wouldn't make me confident. Just do you, sis. What do you mean just do you, sis? Listen, there's a difference between looking natural and being trashy. <laughs> there's a difference and I, I need you to understand this just because you've given up on life right it doesn't mean we need to take you as you are if you stepped out of the house wearing a t-shirt and leggings but you have your hair held in a ponytail and you look good you are taking a shower you've put on a little bit of perfume the t-shirt is fitting and you know the attire you're wearing complements your body well I don't see why you wouldn't still be considered attractive it's, it's not that big a deal. Leggings are actually sexy. Yeah, I, I just wish some of you would know not to wear white underwear under the leggings because we have x-ray vision already. Now you're not helping. But overall, it's a beautiful thing to be natural. And for us as guys, like a, a lot of you are thinking, oh, we, we need to go for the hot... I need to wear makeup to impress a guy, to make a guy interested in me. Yeah, ma makeup is going to get me to come and talk to you, but man, when it comes off, I want to be sure that... Yeah, that let's talk in terms of percentages, right? I want to look at you and say, your beauty was 30% enhanced by makeup. And if we took that off, you're still at 70. Or let's say 7 out of 10. And the other three was added by makeup. We can still work with that. But don't be a one and then put enough makeup to make you look like a 10 and then be shocked that, oh, he doesn't like me no more. No. We also don't like being lied to, man. It's like if I pulled up in, if I took pictures of Range Rovers on my social media all the time and then I picked you up on a date in a Vitz, you would be insulted, right? That's how we feel. But if you saw the Vitz from day one, you'd be like, okay, yeah, I get it. We cool. So it's kind of an adaptive mechanism. Bring the best version of yourself, no matter how chill and natural it is.
You know, where we'll do your sweatpants, man. Compliment the figure. Ladies, I'm for you. Stay beautiful. Even in your most basic form. Hear me out with Daniel O'Meara. to listen to RX Radio. Uh-huh. RX Radio. Hear me out, hear me out. Hear me out, hear me out. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. You can hate me now. And no, I, I'd rather you don't. Just take the advice and go with it, man. <laughs> it's for your own good. Daniel O'Mara, hear me out. RX Radio, reporting from the White House. <laughs> and I'm sure there's some guy who's going to record this part and use it against me in the future. You lied that you're a White House correspondent. Hmm? O'Mara, you're false. This is dedicated to all those people on Twitter who are just taking screenshots of other people's tweets to use it against them in the future. Screw you. You're a horrible person. If you're just seeking violence, chill, relax. Baby, calm down. Calm down. If you don't, then I put your bums in lockdown. Lockdown. But here's the thing. Um, I saw this story on Twitter, right? Because for me, <laughs> this show is based on violence from social media <laughs> and life experience. A combination of the two. Yeah, it's like the perfect action movie. Kavuyo Online, peace in life, right? Yeah. Not peace, not peace. This is not that R. Kelly thing. Also, 3 a.m. thoughts, randomly. I thought of a new brand of perfume called Urine. But spelled U... <laughs> Y-U-E-R-Y-N-E by Robert K. Would be amazing. It be the perfect way. Don't judge me, man. This is my professional... This is my job. Bite me. Anyway, there's this video that's made making the rounds on social media, mostly on Twitter. Because, you know, Facebook still needs a VPN in Uganda. But mostly on Twitter, there's the video of the the girls. I think there's three of them. There's a family in turmoil, right? And uh, it's a video of a father enduring a barrage of, should I, no, not just insults. There's a crap load of information, by the way. A crap load of information being thrown at him, man. The story is, these kids, a Ugandan family in the U.S., on the brink of falling apart, if they haven't fallen apart already. Because by the time I'm watching this video, I'm thinking, yeah, a situation has escalated. It's out of hand, man. It's out of hand. It's way, way, way on the foot by now. Um, So this Ugandan family in the U.S., this man's daughters, in front of their mother, his wife, decided to go through his phone find messages he had been exchanging with his side chick. So dude had been cheating, right? And right off the bat, I don't agree with cheating. If you're going to get married, get married. Stay married. You chose monogamy, be as if. You get, live up to the expectations you set for yourself. I'm all for the institution of marriage, union, and you know, sometimes celibacy if you're single. It's no not November, but this guy is married, so he doesn't have that excuse. So, the kids pick the messages out of his phone. First of all, they check their dad's phone and then cast the messages on the screen, the TV in their living room, and start, you know, bombarding him. You know, reading the messages and timelines and all that stuff. Or this is the time when we're in Uganda and he did this, he said this, she said this. Ooh, I'd really love to see you again. I like to swallow. Yay. Like, ooh, put it in me. Like in places, I like it in my ear. All those things. Weird stuff. This stuff that's not even appropriate for kids, but it was the kids reading it out. And yo, this video has gone wild on social media. Meanwhile, props to the guy for staying calm the entire time, right? He knew he messed up. So there was really no way he could throw a tantrum or do anything. The best thing was to keep calm and absorb the information. You get it. At some point he tried to speak, but I didn't even understand where he was coming from at that juncture. With that said, though, how was this helpful? Because Twitter is torn. And I mean torn in the extremes. Not in the sense that there's a middle ground. No. There's two categories of people on social media in regards to this situation. There's those who are saying, 
this was deserved. This is the best way to deal with the situation. There's no other way. Embarrass and humiliate cheaters. That's how it should be done. And then there's people who are saying, yo, cheating is wrong, but this is not how you do your father. You get? Now, majority of the people who are saying this is the best way to deal with the situation, to be honest, I have gone through the polls and all this stuff, not as a stripper, but I've gone through the polls and it's mostly women. It's mostly the women who are like, yeah, call him out, put him on blast, put him out there. Yeah, you need to shame him, embarrass him, humiliate him, let him know cheating is wrong. I'm sure this dude knew cheating was wrong from the beginning. Get And we all agree, cheating is wrong. But here's the thing, where do these kids get their right? First of all, to check their father's phone. When we ask this question, it's not that we're condoning cheating. It's just, what are the boundaries between you and your children? I'm not a parent. I have nieces and nephews, but yo, touch my phone and die. I have a separate Netflix profile for my nephews. I have a password on my phone for them. I have a side of my phone they can access and just play games without actually getting into my phone. Now, for you as a kid, I don't care how good a hacker you are or a programmer. Who do you think you are jumping into my phone like that? There's boundaries. No, no, no. This doesn't mean I condone cheating. It just means there are boundaries. This is Africa. And even if it's not Africa, there's a difference between what you believe as a child even if you're a teenager, you're still a child. And what we deal with as adults, there's no way you can tell me it's the same thing. You, 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 you can't give me a comparison of experiences between what children are dealing with and what adults have to deal with. Yeah, you can say, yes, cheating affects the children. Yeah, cool, fine. I agree with that. But was it necessary to put this on a screen in the living room and go wild with it like that? For me, that's where the issue is. And it's not even from a perspective of, oh, disrespect, what? Oh, look, if you're cheating and you get caught, number one, you failed at cheating, man. It's like you did the exam, you flunked, period. But also, where do these kids get the audacity? No, where do they get the audacity to enter their father's phone, first of all? And then secondly, to say the things they were saying. Like, dad, you're effed up. I will kill you. You're You're threatening your father with death? And you think this is normal behavior? And this is not because I'm African. It's just because as a kid, right? My parents moved from a house in Kamocha. A nice, comfortable four-bedroom house in Kamocha. That's the life I was used to. To an incomplete house in Namuongo. No glass on the windows. Just burglar proofing. The nights were cold. No ceiling. There were bats flying through it. No water. No power. We had to fetch water from a, a well nearby. We had to wait three months for the power to be connected. We were surviving on lamps. Every dinner was candlelit. And not in a romantic way. You get. And I was mad at my parents as a child. I'm like, ooh, you guys took me away from my friends in Kamocha. I wish you could just take me back. I didn't understand that my parents had moved from a rental to a house we actually owned. I didn't get it as a kid. I grew up now and I'm like, ooh, damn. Okay, that decision had to be made because it saved a crap load of money for me to be able to afford a private school. But it's impossible to explain that to a kid. Now again, I'm not justifying cheating, but adult relationships are far more complex than children will ever understand. That's where I don't get the audacity of these kids coming up on this madness. I was about to say bullcrap. But I don't get where they're coming from as kids. Yes, you feel your mom has been wronged. Fine, I understand. Talk to your father. Don't go full blast. Put this online. Because there is no way posting it online is going to make the situation better. You're like, ooh, I'm going to embarrass you. The whole world needs to know. For what? What are we going to do? We are going to troll you and that's it. Like in the next bit of the show, I'm going to be doing mostly trolling. So be ready. And also, you brought this on yourselves. And <laughs> hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. 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 Your day just got better by tuning into RX Radio. 
Hear me out, hear me out. Hear me out, hear me out. Hear me out, hear me out. Hear me out. Dear children, I'm going to read you a little story from a book called How You Messed Up the World. It's here me out with Daniel Omara. Welcome to my book reading. Page 1. Children found social media. Get and decided this is the best place for us to post our feelings and emotions and things that we may disagree with. Opinions etc and they like nudes as well. But <laughs> they ain't ready for that. Also if you're a teenager and you're posting news, what is wrong with you? Like go to school, man. Focus on academics. Anyway, they found social media and decided we're going to post everything we feel, see, say or do, including our family issues, which is a very messed up place to be because I don't understand why if in the middle of a family saga that big, a family saga of that magnitude, right? Your dad cheated on your mom. Yes, it hurts. It's messed up. There's no argument against it. So your solution is to post it online for everyone else to see how messed up your family is. This is how you plan to solve the situation. So you put it out there. And let me tell you what the most awkward version of this scenario is going to be, <laughs> which you are not ready for. Your mom stays with your dad. Mhm. And then what? Because I saw in the video they're like, "Uh, she you can't keep hurting her like this." Okay, fine. She knew. There's a reason she's still there. Regardless of what the reason is, she's still there. So if she stays there, now you have a problem with society coming at her like, "How could you stay with that man?" They're going to get into her head because you put it online. Whatever you all did within your family, that's none of my business. I I have issues in my family, right? But you'll never know that stuff because we keep it quiet and that's the basis of everything. putting it online to say you're going to shame someone for cheating it breaks up their family in the end and you all have to deal with the fact that you ruined it for yourselves and everyone else meanwhile Ugandans have gone on on Instagram and looked and somehow found one of the Instagram profiles of one of these girls yeah that's a whole other problem i'm not going to share it with you guys because i don't want them under attack you see how you handle situations don't be putting people on blast like if i was like you teenagers i would be out here like this is her handle at stray kid slash instagram i'd be putting you out there for people to come and be like you're a horrible child you're a horrible daughter no that's not how things are done you need to understand your emotions and feelings are not more important than the situation at hand this has to be handled between your dad and your mom yes it hurts you it messes up with kids again i don't condone cheating but you all took this too far as children and for those encouraging it on social media you you have an equal mess because let me give you a random scenario let's reverse the genders let's say it was the wife who was the one being put on blast for cheating and it was the man's sons coming at her and telling her mommy you're trash i wish you die i want to effing kill you would it be the same energy you get Like it's weird. It's very weird how we are okay with the scenario in one situation and then in the next it's a problem. We need to teach these kids respect. And when I say respect, I don't mean oh respect cheating people. Have respect for cheating. No. I mean Bunny Mac style. You get clapped if you step out of line. Like I said, there's so many things children don't understand about adult life. We don't know what the situation is between this couple. We don't know what's going on between the parents. Like a high percentage, was it what 70? 60% of marriages are sexless for men. We we have no idea what's happening in this situation. Like it's wild. These guys who have been married and haven't had sex in 6 months. We have no idea. Or maybe this is an agreement they have. She like, "You know what? Hey, you can go out and get you some meow." Me I've had enough kids and I'm not in the zone anymore. I'm too old for this stuff. Dudes are never too old for sex. Never. You could find a 90 year old still being like, "Hey, hey I'm going to put it on you." <laughs> With a walking stick. Like 
<laughs> this, this, this dude stick walking. Like, it's the weirdest thing. Me, all I'm saying is, these kids need to know their place. They need to know their place. Talk to your mom. Talk to your dad. Fine. Express your issues. Fine. But don't go threatening death on your parents. Because there's no recovery from this. So what happens if your dad walks out of the house and decides, me, I've gone. Mm-hmm. Then what? Oh, imagine moving back from the US to Uganda. You get a nice boarding school. Katikamu SDA. That's the one I recommend. Woo! Where you pray more than you study. You go and deal with that madness. Go and handle it. But don't, don't be out here posting every single thing that's happening in your life. I'm literally shaking right now. I don't care. You're shaking. Mm-hmm. Dance. Deal with it. But don't put it online. We would never have known about this confrontation if it wasn't posted on the internet. My issue is the posting and how this generation doesn't understand the difference between private things and public stuff. You have issues with your father. Cool. That's your family issue. Keep it in the family. Because now you, you all have made yourselves a laughing stock for the rest of the world. And here's the thing. Majority of the people don't agree with what the kids did. The argument is on cheating is wrong. There, there's a unanimous agreement. It is wrong. But regardless of how you look at it, it is still disrespectful of you to go and put that online and then think you're going to have a normal life after this. You're forever going to be known as the kid who broke the family. And there's another opinion online. People are saying, oh, well, you know, uh, these kids are probably like this because the woman has been setting them up against the husband and all that stuff. Hey, look, I don't know enough about that to comment on it. Like, I, I don't know the full story. So I have no idea. But the one thing I can say is, that dude lost his role in the family a long time ago. A long time ago. Because if your daughters can come at you like that, gang up on you like that, then you, you, you have not been the head of house for a while. You haven't. Don't know what he did to lose that right, but overall, I can comfortably say, your kids wouldn't pull that move on you. I don't think in my family, my sisters would have pulled that on my dad. Ever. Like, where, where are you coming from with this madness, first of all? <laughs> Who do you think you are? So he lost his role. He lost his respect. He lost his position a long, long, long time ago. It's been a while, man. It's like how Joe Biden is still president, but this nigga died a while back. <laughs> He's been dead. And not just the brain. He's a corpse. Yeah, it's just, he's gone. Like, he can't even remember his birthday. Like, it's wild. That's the situation we're dealing with. So it's a crazy thing to look at. It's a wild thing to acknowledge. But I want people to understand that there's a difference between acknowledging that cheating is wrong and also acknowledging that the kids are messed up. There's a problem in the family from where I stand. If you have a counter opinion, fine. But for those of you who are encouraging this behavior in children, wait until the day it's you on blast, even for the most random thing. Like, mom, you chose ice cream over chicken you're a horrible mother and these gen z kids are going to put you on blast for nothing this is a generation that believes men have menstruation periods are you really going to trust these people with opinions really seriously you're going to say teenagers are right in expressing things the way they do and putting things on social media and going wild with it like that then be prepared for the backlash that's coming because you're encouraging it. And if you're encouraging it online, then be ready to be one of the victims of it. Because, ooh, I swear, it's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. With all the rights these kids think they have, with all the validation they receive from social media, like this video has gone viral, and I'm sure these children think they've done something. They don't realize how wild it's about to get. And if you're encouraging it, be ready to be the next victim. And I don't want to see you turning your opinion and saying, oh no, oh no, I wasn't ready. Prep for it, man. Because it can only get worse. There has to be a distinction between husband-wife relationship and parent-child relationship. We need to set boundaries. Your kid is not your friend. They're not your buddy. They are your child. You raise them as such. And the mom should have told them, Mwe, step aside, behave, let me handle this with your father. That's my opinion. You can say, Mwe. It's up to you. 
But thank you for tuning in. It's always a pleasure having you guys here. We can argue on social media because that's where the beef goes down, mostly in the DM. But it's always a pleasure. Hear me out with Daniel Omara, RX Radio. Get the app, listen to the podcast. Have a beautiful Saturday or whatever time of day or week or month it is. Take care. Hear me out. 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 You're listening to RX Radio.